You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth. So you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. Adventurers, roll initiative. Okay, I rolled before we ended the other part, but I got a non-natural 20. Um, Okie dokie. I got a 9. 9? It was so close to being a 20, though. So close. That's a 6 from Dartle. Okay. Should have gotten different dice. Uh, Let's roll for Nori. Nori got a 15. Uh, Good boy. And Elts Loga. Oof. What's the modifier, Dex? Yep. Yeah. He got a five. Aha! <laughs> so he is, Sucks he is last. Rich um, bitch. Fell into our tra- He's probably too busy monologuing again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. When, uh, that's kind of canon. You guys decided to start fighting before he was done talking. <laughs> um <laughs> He's trying to destroy the world. Why would we give him the courtesy of he's all trying of him getting to his please, monologue in? He's trying to please his one true love, the Lord of Darkness, Lord Bane. Well, I yeah. hope that relationship and you guys is are just standing in the way. Rocky. I do not condone. This <laughs> yeah. seems like a not healthy I hope Lord Bane leaves him on read. I hope it's yeah. like an off and on <laughs> thing for like ten years before they end up. I hope Lord Bane breaks their snap straight. Oh my goodness. Okay, well let's 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 not go too far. I hope Lord let's... Bane forgets his birthday. Okay, let's he's a bad guy, but he's a human ostensibly. I hope Lord Bane sleeps with his mom. Okay. He's a Janazi. <laughs> he's... he's a fire Janazi. I, I, I hope I hope Lord Bane doesn't think about Eld's logo at all. Oh my goodness. Well, if Eld's logo offers him the world then He'll start thinking what about What kind it. of relationships have you two been in? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Gracious. We need to have a Guildfellows Let's Talk section because I'm seriously concerned. Uh, the last right. thing I'm about to do on this podcast is talk about my IRL relationships, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Juilliard, you were kind of frozen in place for a second, but he's just monologuing. He's just a guy. So you get the first, uh, you get the first hit. What are you going to do? 
Um, I'm gonna continue doing what I set out to do, which is like, okay, well, uh, I want I want to be able to like wrestle him for the staff, so I'm gonna try to grab the staff and like yank it out of his hands, and just try to blitz. Okay. Him. And for for record, my my movement speed is 40 feet, so I'm pretty quick. I'm a quick boy. Okay, his is similar. His is 30 feet. Um, okay, yeah. I mean, you're close enough to do that, so I guess it would just be. How do we do that? Um, thinking like a strength competition, but like, is that, does that count as an action? Does that? Uh, I mean, grapple is an action. So okay, yeah. It's kind okay, of yeah, go for it. Um, I'll just roll and you can tell me what to roll for. I'm guessing strength. Should, um, should we go for his AC or should we do a competition, do you think? It's all on you. It's whatever you want to do. I'm asking advice from the other DMs in, in this um, chat. I would say it would be against his AC. Yeah, um, that, that makes a little bit more sense. If I yeah, were... strength. I don't know if he's a monk, if he could add proficiency to that or not. Um, I mean, I do have proficiency in unarmed right. strikes in combat. So maybe athletics, if you're... Could do athletics versus AC. I think that's what I would um, do as well. Well, he is a monk, and I think that's... Or strength versus AC. Yeah, go f- do that. Do that. Strength versus AC. Okay. Uh, that is a fourteen. That does not do it. Dang. Okay. So, uh, yeah, you try to you run at him uh, <laughs> as he's doing his monologue, but he's too quick for you. Um, he moves out of the way, and uh, you kind of just run past him, I guess. Um, I don't really know what else could happen there. Um, he just pushes so, you off. Yeah, yeah. basically, he just kind of body checks you out of the way. But yeah, now it's Nori's turn, and uh, he sees his friend leading the charge against this guy who is about to destroy the world, and he is going to throw an ice knife because that's his favorite spell um, <laughs> at, at second level at... Uh, at Alt's logo. And that is an 11, which does not work. But Eld's logo also has to save a dex check. Do, 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 do. I have so many tabs open. So many tabs open. And he saves from that. So, uh, yeah, Nori kind of flings the, his ice knife into the crowd. Um, still a little bit shaky from all the stuff that's been happening to him. So, uh, next we're going to go to Kitsa. Yes, Kitsa. Okay. Can I run up to, um, Eld's Loga as well? Is that a thing I can do? Mm-hmm. I would like to stab him with the Scream Stealer or attempt to. Okay. That is a 19. Wait. Yes. That is a... It's more than 19, but yeah. Yeah, that hits. Cool. Okay, so that's a six damage. And he cannot speak, scream, or vocalize any sound until the start of my next turn. Okay, cool. I need to write that note next to him. (laughs) No more monologues for him. Yeah, for sure. You're tired of his monologue, and you just fucking, you take your scream stealer, and you go up and you stab him in the leg, Mm -hmm. and uh, he can't talk anymore. He tries to, like, talk and say stuff, but he, he... Cannot. Nothing. Nothing comes out of his mouth. Um, okay. So now it's to Dartle. Dartle. Um. So there's a battle going on all around us, right? Yep. 
you or your fellow guild members are uh, in combat with these cultists. Um, I'm in, can I uh, see if I can investigate who the uh, most powerful person who's currently dead is <laughs> on the battlefield from this battle? Um, no one has died yet. Ah. It's, you're like you're like ten seconds into this. No one has died yet. Man, okay. We'll we're we'll put that in our back pocket for next time. Yeah, maybe um, try it in a, another turn or two. Okay, got it. In the meantime, so we do have counter spell. Do we think that'd be powerful enough to stop his incantation, or are you just gonna tell me right now? No, that's a, or would I not know? Um, he hasn't cast anything yet. If that's what you're asking. Okay, so or. I could just hit him, and you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just, I'm gonna start out chill touch. I'm gonna use chill touch. Okay, <clears throat> go for it. So my my skeleton hand is gonna extend towards um, uh, Mr. Logo Loga, <clears throat> and that's gonna be. Is he within 120 feet of me? Yes. Awesome. Okay, sweet. So uh, that's a ranged spell attack, I believe. Roll a d20. Come on. Are you kidding me? Ugh. I got a three. How is this possible? I have not rolled above a six, and I've rolled five rolls today. Yeah, rip. Uh, of course, that does not hit. Um, so you try to cast your your uh, chill touch, but uh, I guess you cast the spell, and the, the, the hand still appears, but it just misses. Um, right. So, yeah. He is able to get out of the way of the of the skeletal hand. After that, I'm I'm going to see if I can go uh, get out of his line of sight and uh, use my remaining movement to um, see if I can get a position I can eventually stealth. So um, that's going to be tough because again, this room is a giant circle, but you would have to go basically all the way behind him. If you wanted to do, if you wanted to get out of his line of sight, what is your movement speed? Um, oh, probably not much. It's probably like twenty-five feet. Let me, uh, yeah, twenty-five feet. Yeah, so you, you can get about halfway there in, in this turn. All right, uh, I do that. Okie dokie. So the direction you run, I'm imagining you run probably to like the left, mm-hmm. just kind of like around the perimeter of the circle, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's that's how far you get. You get twenty-five feet. Sweet. Um, so now it is Eld's Loga's turn, and he is going to use the staff on you, Juilliard, because he does not appreciate you trying to take it away from him. So he he points the staff at you, and the top glows a deep green. Roll a deck saving throw. Alrighty. I rolled a 19. Okay, yeah, you save. You are uh, still struck by a spiked rock that flies up from the ground. But it does 3d6 damage in half. What? Okay, that's a lot. That does 7 damage on you. That's halved. So at the 19, it was a partial save? Um, I think no, the save it, it halves the damage. Yeah, the save halves the damage. Oh, okay, okay. Okay, and uh, he is going to also take part of his turn to distance himself from you. And he has a moving speed of 30 feet, so he's just going to, I guess, back up. Okay, so then it would be back to Juilliard. Um, so how far away is he from me? Um, let's see. What did you say your range was? Uh, 40 feet. Um, okay. <clears throat> He's probably not... Well, his speed was... His speed is 30 feet. 
Um, so he moved 30 feet away from you. So he is just inside your range, basically. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I am going to close distance then. Um, I'm going to run up to him and I'm going to, I'm wielding my brass knuckles in one hand, my rogue dagger in the other. So I'm going to just try to, I think I'm just going to try to whack him. Um, can I target the staff? Like, um, it, like, like, could I try to like break the staff for instance? It would be really tough. Um, since it's small. Okay. Yeah. Um, then I'm just going to make a, uh, I'm just going to try to strike him. Um, with my brass knuckles. Okay. Yep. Uh, I rolled a 17 to hit. That hits. Okay. Um, and that will do 10 damage. Okie dokie. Um, and then I'm going to spend a key point to take uh, patient defense um, to take the dodge action um, on my turn as well. Okay. Well, were you going to do a double strike with your dagger or no? Uh, no, just the one strike and then into patient defense. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, so you run up to him. He, you're much faster than he was anticipating you would be, and uh, you just uh, clobber him in probably his like his side uh, with your brass knuckles, and it does some damage. And now it is to Nori, who is going to do his tried-and-true ice knife if he can just fucking land one. He's going to throw it at... Ah! Throw it at Eld's Loga, hopefully not hitting you, Juilliard. Uh, that is a 16. He hits them. Yay. Um, Go Nori. So, yeah, he, he yeets a, an ice knife, a level two ice knife uh, at him. All right. 1d10 piercing. Uh-huh. So that's seven plus uh, the dex save. Dex of 10. Oh, he just saved. So he takes uh, seven damage from Nori, who flung an ice knife at him from back behind you guys, because that's kind of that's kind of where he is. This is like the battle stance that you guys have all just kind of naturally fallen into. It's you guys in the front, and he's behind you. So yeah, he did seven damage, and now it is to Kitza. Okay, is what is Andy unconscious? Um, yeah, you look over to her and you see Arwen tending to her. Okay, cool. I will cast Toll the Dead on Eldsloga. Okay, what does that do? I'm not familiar with this spell. I used it last time. Not last session, the session before that. But, like, I've only used it once. Um, <laughs> well, I'm still not familiar with it. That's valid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? You're only running combat with, like, five NPCs and three players. Yeah, you well, didn't remember everything? Well. Uh, wisdom saving throw. Okay, wisdom saving throw. Okie dokie. That is a 20, non-natural 20. Okay, so it will take half damage. Okay. Um, and that is... Okay, if it's missing, it takes 1d12, and then that's 2d12. Okay. Which ones are the d12s? Come on, I know you're there. Oh, that's great. That's 22 damage. Oh, damn. That's half to 11, but still. Fucking them up. Uh, What does the spell do? Okay, so I... Yeah, Kitsa points at Eld's Loga, and... 
actually pointing right at his head and all of a sudden this very loud like shatters in his mind and resounds in the entire room echoing outward damn yeah that would do 22 damage yeah yeah so he is kind of uh taken aback by this head shattering sound and he kind of holds his heads his hands up to his head just to try to do something that is completely ineffective so now we are to dartle all right um i'm gonna move i'm gonna see if i can sneak another 25 feet behind him uh yep you can am i in a position where he doesn't see me yet um yeah we'll say that you're out of his line of sight because he's a bit distracted at the moment awesome so I am going to um, check out. Can I like sneak and roll stealth or something? To what are you trying to do? Um, I'm trying to sneakily cast uh, uh, animate dead. Um, who are you trying to hide from? Like uh, he, low... I, we've determined that he doesn't see you. So like uh, low uh, uh, elds. Yeah. So he he doesn't see you. So you don't really need to. Okay. He doesn't know what you're doing. So, can I pick out the most strongest, powerful, biggest, and strongest, and he doesn't afraid of anything, uh, corpse in the crowd? Um, sure. I, mean, there I don't is think corpses a... are afraid of anything, so. Right. <laughs> Metaphorically. <laughs> there is a, uh, there's a half-orc who has been bested on, on the ground towards the back. All right. Um, so, technically, the spell takes uh, one minute, which means this is exactly for... Which each combat turn is six seconds. So how many of us are in this fight? Ten or five? Uh, yes, five. Okay. So then it'll be exactly two turns for me. So I'm going to start the first half right now to animate the orc. Gotcha. All right, cool. Um, you do that. You are uh, casting the spell on this orc. Um, and now we are to Eld's Loga, who's going to try to do the same thing on you, Juilliard. Yeah, he's going to point the staff at you again and try to do the same thing. Uh, turns a deep green, roll a deck saving throw. Since I'm using the dodge action, um, I get to roll with advantage on saving throws. Okay, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I rolled a 22. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you save again, but um, you're going to take another halved 3d6 of damage from another spike rock that shoots up from the ground. <clears throat> and that is 12 half to 6, so you take 6 damage. Alrighty. Yeah, basically just a, a spiked rock flies up at you from the ground, the same as before. And now these just giant stalagmites are on the ground in the middle of the battlefield. Okay, uh, cool. So now we are to Juilliard again. Okay, um, is Kitsa, or like, is anybody else within 5 feet of him? Just out of curiosity. Uh, yeah, I think Kitsa is. I don't think we've. I think we've determined that she is still in stabbing range. Okay. Um. So I have the sneak attack ability, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't need advantage on attack roll to do a sneak attack if there's another enemy of the target within five feet. Correct. That sounds correct. Yeah. Okay. So, will I be able to add sneak attack damage to whatever I do? Since sure. he's within five feet. All right, excellent. So Juilliard's uh-huh. going to continue the uh, the hand-to-hand barrage. Um, so he, All right. he's going to open with uh, the rogue dagger 
to uh, try to slice him up. He's going to aim for his, like, upper chest, like, neck area. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got a 24 to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay. And that does... Uh, that is four damage. Not great. Okay. Um, and then he's going to uh, spend a key point to do Fury of Blows and make uh, two unarmed strikes as well. All right. And to hit respectively, that's going to be 19. Okay, that hits. And nine. That does not hit. Okay. So one of those hits. So he's going to tap him with the knuckles. Again, across the cheek. And that is another 10 damage. Dang, all right. And let's make that an uppercut for style. I'm just going to hit him right on the chin with that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, he is bloodied. It's not looking good. Yeah, you throw your fury blows at him and just punch him a couple times. And he's not looking good. Uh, so now we are back to Nori, who is out of second level spell slots, unfortunately. So he is gonna do. Nori, we have him off balance. Can you use some of your water to give us an advantage? Um, he replies to you. Uh, yeah, I think I can manage that. And uh, so he is gonna use create or destroy water, and he is going to create a sphere of water, basically on Eld's Loga's head. And part of Eld's Loga is that he has water susceptibility. So for every five feet. <clears throat> that he moves in water, he takes one cold damage. So, um... Nori casts waterboarding. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, yeah, Nori creates a, a sphere of water on top of him. Or, he's about to, and he yells out to you guys, You guys might, might want to move out of the way if you want to breathe. Yeah. Great job, Nori. You're doing amazing. I think you're great, Nori. <laughs> So we'll start off with one damage for, for this turn, just to start it out. Don't um, forget that Nori has the Cloak of Grey. He hasn't taken any damage, so it's all good. True. Um, uh, so now we are back to... That's his turn. That's what he's going to do. And so now we are back to Kitsa. Okay. I am going to Toll the Dead on him again. Do it. Does that work underwater? Yep. Wisdom save. All right. All right. Wisdom save. That is 13. Um, I believe that fails. Ooh. Yep, it fails. Ooh. Uh-oh. Okay. Come on. <laughs> that is 23 points of damage. Heck yeah. Get him. Ooh, big he man. is not looking good, ladies Talks and gentlemen. Talks a big game about ruling the earth, and he's getting clowned on. Take these bell <laughs> tolls, bitch. Let's go. Cl- clowned <laughs> on? So, you guys, so the way that this works, since this is like, um, it's like thunder damage, right? It's like sound? No, it's necrotic damage, but it just okay, makes well, a big banging sound. Yeah, so um, since there are sound waves involved with this, the water... Uh, surrounding him like ripples to, to the yeah. fucking to it's the like fucking have, sound, like Ublek on a speaker, and it does that cool weird <laughs> shape thing. Like just for a second, yeah. it just boom, vibrates out, and then like recongeals yeah. into a sphere. Yeah, exactly. Um. Oh wait, I I also have a question. I should know the yeah, answer to this because I know you've explained it to me before. But my red cloak that does the same thing that Dartles does. So should uh-huh. I be? So I healed back, right? 
one point. Have you take have you taken any damage? I've taken one point of damage. Oh yeah, then yeah. Cool. Back up to full health, baby. Yeah, basically every round it'll give you one point of health, except it does not save you from death. So Got it. Two OP. So that was Kitsa's turn. Now it's Dartle. Alright, well, my turn, I'm um I'm still uh uh, raising the dead because it's it's a one minute spell so only minutes passed um right i would like to see if i can get a little bit um am i within uh 25 feet of him of the of elds no because you moved 50 feet away from him all right um since i'm behind him can i inch closer towards him uh maybe while i'm casting the spell um, as long as you don't move out of range of your spell. Yeah, I think Does that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Wait, how, what's the casting time on that? Um, a minute. So it's going to take like six, ten rounds of combat. Is it? Wait, it's right. It's ten rounds, but it's like, isn't it each, each person? No. Oh, it's like ten rounds rounds? Yeah, like 10 turns. Each round is six seconds. So, like, a full initiative round is, like, from 20 to zero. Oh. So, it would take you 10 turns oh. to cast that. Oh. Uh, I completely misunderstood that. Oh, my goodness. You think I, all of our actions, even though they happen in a different order, are basically happening simultaneously. Uh, well, okay. How I should have caught that, too. No worries. Uh, <laughs> it's been a while since I did Sorry, I didn't DM'd. click that until you said something. No worries. Um, how How's he looking, by the way? Not great. Really? I mean, Not how great. was it? All right. In that case, I'll uh, I'll continue that spell later. <laughs> in case we need the guy. Um, yeah, sure. If combat's not going to last ten rounds, I just really wanted to animate one dead guy before this was done. But if I'm being honest, <laughs> we may not get a chance. So, um, plan B. We're gonna. I'm not within. I can't run up to him and use vampiric touch because it's a melee weapon. Might as well just catch chill touch at third level then. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Oh, actually, I can't. I'm just going to catch it as a, as a cantrip. And this time, I'm going to use dice instead of electronic ones because I haven't rolled above a six on my computer. Oh, Ode to Joy. That's a 13. Um, that does not hit. Oh, my goodness. I rolled a five on that die. Why? <laughs> I just want This is the worst. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you used Chill Touch at third level, correct? Uh, I just use it as a cantrip. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so you, uh, your skeletal hand misses him again because he's in water also, so that kind of throws throws you off a little bit. There goes Firebolt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Running out of so brain now, spells. Yeah, now we're back to Eld's Loga, and he is going to... <laughs> he is going to move use his turn to move this sphere of water that's that's on him because he can do that with this staff um and he's gonna he's gonna move it to he's gonna move it on to kitsa because she is the closest to him right now so um the staff glows a deep blue and he's gonna take one more damage from that because of it's moving around him and so uh kitsa roll a deck saving throw that is a 19. 
Okay, you save. Um, you are taking three d6 cold damage, halved. That is nine, halved to five. Okay. Let's take five damage. I will Hellish rebuke him. Okay, is that a reaction? Yes. Okay. You said gotcha. five points of damage, right, for me? Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. What is this? What does this do? Uh, it's fire damage, so he's resistant, but it's still better than nothing. Oof. Uh, yeah, that's a four. He does not yeah. save. That is a fail. That is fifteen fire damage. No, is wait. That um, because he yeah, is resistant but, to fire. Sorry, that is twenty-one fire damage halved. Halved. That would be to eleven. All right. What what does that spell do? Um, so basically, right before, since I took damage from the orb, I would say, like, as he's, you know, casting to move the orb, I reach out my hand and a bunch of flames shoot forth and scorch up his, um, probably the arm that's holding the staff if he's holding the staff out. Yeah, um, And okay. they, like, lick up to his face. Okay, yeah, and he's, like, super resistant to fire so that doesn't really phase him okay so that was his turn that you reacted to so now we are back to juilliard okay um i feel like i'm missing out on these deck saves um and i'm always on the other side of them so um okay i think i can do this um okay i'm going to use my breath weapon just because i feel like i have to keep using it in every combat scenario until it does something like actually productive because (laughs) i don't have a winning record on this thing Hey, uh, finale is time for redemption, Let's man. Let's go, finale. Um, so the dex, uh, he has to save for dex. Um, okay. Lots of dex saves in these two episodes. Um, okay. That is, oh, that was almost a 15, but it's a five. Or no, it's a seven. Okay, he doesn't save, so it's going to be 2d6. Uh, okay, that'll do six damage. Not the highest roll, but you know. Okie dokie. Six damage. Okay, he's looking pretty torn up, y'all. So, we're back to Nori. And he is going to destroy his water, so it's not uh, on you anymore, Kitsa. Appreciate that. So, yeah, he's gonna... I think that takes up his turn to to destroy it. So, it's gone now. (laughs) That's all he does. It's gone. So now we are to Kitsa. Okay. How is he looking, Eldslogan? Not not good. He is beat up. Okay. I feel like now is... Hmm. Let me... I'm looking between two spells. He's still got some health, but he's still yeah. not great. Yeah. I was going to save this for a different spell, but I don't think it's going to happen this go-round. Would add some fun chaos, though. Okay. You know, let's just do the dumb chaotic thing. Why not? All right. Is there anyone yeah. who's dead near me? Not really near you, but um, on the other side of the room. Definitely. Okay, no. It's not worth running it that far. Okay. Um, I will just go ahead and cast Hex on this dude, third level. And, okay. Um, which is a bonus action, I believe. Okay. And then for my action, I shall toll the dead. Okay. 
So that is a wisdom save. Wisdom save. Wisdom save. That's a 19. That saves. So he takes... You think I would remember. I believe he takes... Um, oh, shit. 11 points of damage? Let me double check. Okay. I keep forgetting if for it? it's how many d12s I need to roll. I think oh. it's two. If the target is missing, it takes one d12. Yeah, it's two d12. Okay, yeah. So that's 11 damage total. Okay, so you do this final... Uh, what's it called? Toll of the Dead. Toll of the Dead. And mm-hmm. uh, he... This sound explodes again in his in his mind, and he falls to the ground, and he's not completely knocked out yet, but he is on the ground, and he throws his hands up to the sky, and he says, Bane, my lord of darkness, in your name, help me to do your will. Grant me the strength to defeat those who are standing in our way. And suddenly, materials from all over the room begin to rise and swirl around Elf's Logan. There's rock, there's dirt, there's wood, and most of all, there is magma. And he starts to rise above the ground, and the materials that are swirling around him form a cocoon, and eventually they, they shield him completely. And this cocoon starts to pulse with white-hot material, and everyone in the room stops to look in awe of what is happening in front of them. And then the cocoon bursts open, sending the debris everywhere, and from inside emerges Eld's Loga, the fire elemental. Ah! This is where the battle music went from being stressed, and you're like, ah, and it got really more upbeat, and there's a lot more bass in it. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Well, shit. We're going to use the same initiative, because why not? Oh, um, my goodness. So, uh, that was Kitz's turn, correct? So, now we're to Dartle. What do you want to do? Uh, I guess I could throw another chill touch at it. Okay, go the for cocoon. it. cocoon. I, I would... De- <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? We're going to go with a, another chill touch. I just kind of want to hit something. Yeah. Then again, I kind of want to go back to casting Animate Dead because this might actually last that long. I don't know. What do yeah, you have- but that's also like 10 rounds where you could be damaging it. What is I, I haven't damaged that much spell of if it's 10 full rounds to cast it. That's so long. Some, it's a spell that you, should, you can use that is not designed to be used in combat. That's why they make them have longer casting times. Could be used before combat if you plan ahead. Could be used in other situations. I but. totally that's whenever you said, is anybody dead around me like the first before we started has anyone any of the cultists died yet? I was like, please and then uh, Hannah said no and I was like, well <laughs> Yeah, I mean I guess if, uh, I couldn't help you there. So uh Okay, so I guess we're gonna just do chill touch again. Please let me roll above a six today. That's off the table. Okay, there we go. That's a 24. Yeah, that definitely hits. Okay, let me get the the old... Okay, yep, that's going to be a, a D8. That's four damage. <laughs> All right, four damage. So, it is now Eldsloga's turn after you swiped him with your skeletal hand. He's just four HP. He, he can't be that mad. <laughs> he is going to use 
multi-attack and uh, use touch on both Kitsa and Juilliard. Uh, since he's a fire elemental, that's going to be very hurtful because he has made a fire. Um, so, let's go for Kitsa first. I think she's closest. Oh, that's a natural 20, my dude. That'll hit. Um, and plus six, so LOL. So, but you're resistant to fire damage, correct? Correct. Okay, so, um, instead of, basically, you would take half, but it's a natural 20, so it would double it, so it's just gonna be the normal damage. Fair. So, that is seven. You take seven damage from him touching you. And then, uh, his second attack is at Juilliard, using the same touch melee weapon attack, and that is a 17. Does that hit? Yep. Alright, so you're gonna take... Uh, da, 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 uh, thirteen damage. Okay, that really from hurts. his touch. Yep, sure does. Uh, phase two, baby. It's not fun. <laughs> um. Okay, so yeah, that's his turn. He swipes at both of you, and uh, you get burnt from this big guy. So now it is to Juilliard. Yeah, Juilliard's really fucked up. Um, he like tries to pat out the fire in his clothing, but his scales are really singed, and uh, his clothing's kind of falling apart, like where the fire touched him and where he's gotten tagged by other attacks. Um, so, he has to still fulfill his role as the reckless tank, which means it's all hand-to-hand combat, baby. We're going in, even if it kills us, so um, he's... Alright, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, he's gonna rush him again, I'm assuming he's in within 40 feet. Um... Yeah. Is he still within range so I can do a sneak attack? Uh, what's the range again? Of he, has to be five, range? he has to be within five feet of another target. Um, No, his transformation kind of uh, moved him away from everyone. So I think Kitz is the closest and she's like 10 feet away. Okay. Um, so again, we're going to do the uh, knife punch combo. Gonna hit with the rogue dagger that Lily gave okay, us. Okay, so Juilliard, what happens with a uh, with a, a fire elemental um, is that if you uh, touch it or hit it with melee attack within five feet, you take one d ten fire damage. So uh, make your attack, and then we'll roll for that. Is that just per turn, or is that per attack? Per uh, a creature that touches the elemental hurts it with a melee attack within five feet takes one d ten fire damage. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's per attack. I think, yeah. Well, okay, we're gonna have to. S- All right. Well, I wasn't gonna. I won't do the follow up, the the full combo. Then I guess we're just gonna hit with the rogue dagger, um, because if I do anything else, the chance of me just outright dying is far too high. So, <laughs> okay, that uh, is a nineteen to hit. That hits. And that does six damage. Alrighty, and you take two damage. So yeah, you swipe your blade through this uh, fire elemental. Oh, is it slashing damage? It has resistance to that as well. Um, so it takes half that. Uh, it's piercing, actually. And it's also it's also uh, resistant to piercing. So. I'm also Rip. assuming it's resistant to bludgeoning as well. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. 
So wait, did you like, I was going to say, did you throw the dagger or did you stab it with the dagger? No, I tried to stab it with the dagger. I didn't realize that I would take damage just from touching it. So I, I think it would be yeah. disingenuous well, to change it now. It's so. it's made of fire. Got it. It's made of fire. Um, uh, yeah, it is resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing from non-magical weapons. Um, cool. So you do that. You slash at this fire boy and you take some damage and you deal some damage. And now we are to Nori... He is going to throw another ice knife at first level. Nori casts ice knife, and that's 16, and that matches, so it hits. Nori gets 1d10 on this bad boy. Uh, so that's, oh no, that's a 1, but then he also has to save a deck saving throw, and his dex is kind of good, but he does not save, and so Nori gets another uh, d10 of damage on him. And that's a three. So Nori gets four uh, damage on. Actually, no, it's piercing damage. So he gets t- he gets two damage on him. So uh, Nori is trying his best. And uh, now it is to Kitsa. Okay. So having seen that, um, I'm sure Kitsa is probably squinting as all the bright light and magma exploded around her. She yep. stands up extends both of her arms forward and kind of making a triangle in between uh, her index finger and thumb and yells shooting out two eldritch blasts from her fingertips and okay that is cocked hell yeah that is um what is that how do you do math that's a 15 to hit that does not hit ah they go wide his AC changed. Oh, no. So, rip. rip. Uh, is that your turn? Yeah, I don't really have anything else I can do. All right, so now we're on to Dartle. All right, I'm going to keep moving closer towards him. Am I within melee, uh, like within 25 feet of him yet? Um, If you've spent your last turn moving towards him, then yeah, you are. Okay, so you know what? It's been a long day. And it sure has. Um, it sure has. So I'm just going to I I am just going to take out my um take out my vampiric touch claws. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to try and tear him up. Do it. Here we go. That is a 26. Hell yeah. All right. If that's a natural 20 then it does double. It's uh, it is an eighteen. <laughs> okay. It's very close. Dang. All right, that's one. Oh my goodness, that's a six on the first die. A two, it's eight, and a five. So that is thirteen damage with vampiric touch. And that's necrotic damage, correct? It is necrotic. All right, he is not resistant to that. So, cool. Um, so what does vampiric touch do? Describe it to me. Uh, so. I uh so Dartle like runs up to him, right? All little short Dartles. And um my I get my hands are like wreathed in shadow. They're basically like claws almost. And so he just goes up there and just like rakes them across uh uh across as as high up as he can reach on the guy. Um but Heck just yeah. comes right out of him where he's not looking and breaks them across and then some of his the necrotic damage takes hold and then some of his color and his um 
his you know life force gets sucked into me, and I haven't taken any damage yet, so it doesn't actually heal me for anything. But um, <laughs> yeah. you can see some of his life force draining into my hands. Um, the cool thing about Vampiric Touch is it stays around for a while. Um, it, it stays up to uh, up to a minute, which is a good thing in this case. So um, for the next for the next nine rounds, because I was one, I get to sit here and rake at him, assuming he doesn't blast me off the face of the earth. Cool. Sounds good. Yep. So if that is your turn, it's back to Eld's Loga, and he is going to do multi-attack again with touch, but instead of Juilliard this time, it is uh, Dartle and Kitsa. So first one goes to Kitsa, and that is a 19. I'm assuming that hits. Yeah. But you are immune to fire damage, so you only take half. And that's uh six so you only take three uh you take three damage and second one is for dartle that is a 15 does that hit it does hit though we got no mage uh, armor all right so you are taking seven damage gotcha what's everyone's max hp again um 39 nice minus 42 uh, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, okay. Just making sure I do have the least max HP. <laughs> Time to start necromancy healing. <laughs> All right. So yeah, he swipes both of you with his big fiery arms, and you get singed a little bit more. And now we are back to Juilliard. Okay. Well, my arsenal's very limited for an enemy that <laughs> can damage me by, you know, me making a, a strike against them. So. Uh, we're going back to our roots on this one. We're going to fling a dart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the old days. I think he used, uh, yeah, I think he used that in our very first round of combat. Aww. Making circles here against Aww. the ogre. Yeah. Um, just to double check, is there a sneak attack opportunity? Is he, is he within five feet of another target? Um. Yeah, I mean, no. I'm meleeing him. Uh, yeah, Dartle is. <laughs> okay, so I get to add another D6 to damage this dart. So it's going to be one of the more powerful darts in the universe. Um, <laughs> assuming I roll well. Yeah, you never know. Um, so to hit, that's going to be uh, 16. Yep. Okay, excellent. All right, that's 7 base damage plus the sneak attack. We'll make it 8. Um, and that's piercing damage, correct? Yep. So that's 4. Yay. All right. So after Juilliard comes Nori, what is Nori going to do? That's a good question. He can't do much. He's a level three sorcerer. Um, yeah, he's a little out of his pay grade here. A little out of his pay grade. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nori, keep using the water magic. <laughs> he's a fire what? elemental. The water magic doesn't do that much <laughs> that much to him. I don't um, know. Put him out or something. He's going to use frostbite. Put him out or something. <laughs> he's going to use frostbite. Cause numbing frost to form on one creature that you can see within range. And he has to make a con saving throw. All right. So Nori is using frostbite on this giant fire elemental. And this fire ele- elemental needs to do a con saving throw. And that's an 11, so that saves, unfortunately. But, yeah, I guess it does nothing, since he saved. So, 
Nori tried to freeze one of his arms, but it didn't really work. Uh, he's too hot for it. So, uh, <laughs> moving hot on damn. to... Hot damn. Moving on to Kitsa. Okay. I really just want the Eldritch Blast to hit for, like, flavor reasons. Yep. Um, so I'm going to try doing that again. Gonna extend my arm, except in this way, instead of holding them out, kind of recoiling from the last time he hit me, I'm going to, like, take my hand and wind it back like I'm going in for a punch, except instead of punching, shoot an Eldritch Blast, and then double over the second one and shoot another blast. Gotcha. Yes, natural 20! Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Do it. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. And we're going to roll double the dice instead of just doubling the damage, because that's more fun. All right, Um, do it. Plus my hex damage. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> there are more d10s in this. How could I not find the other d10s here? Wait. No, I'm... Oh. Sorry. I'm just going through a little mind journey in my head about where my dice went and why there okay. are no d10s in this. Yeah, go for it. Oh, that's a lot of dice. Yeah. Okay. So that's... Ooh, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's six. Twelve. Um, Seventeen. 35. Oh my god. Um, <gasps> you get him. Um, you uh, throw these two Eldritch Blasts at him, and yes. this just, like, blows him out of this crazy form of his, and the fire elemental nice. form of uh, Eld's Loga is defeated, and he falls to the ground, and he transforms into back into his normal self and he slumps onto the floor. However, he slowly rises from the ground and he decides that he has had enough and he wipes some blood away from his face and he takes a few steps back from all of you and he says, enough of this. It's time to use this staff for its intended purpose. He raises the staff and the gem on top begins to glow all four of those colors again. And the colors swirl in the same way they did when the, fa- the staff was first transforming. Eldlogus smiles and he starts to laugh before his body is hit with an icy blue beam coming from behind him. And he is frozen in place, unable to move. And behind him, you see Andy and Arwen standing hand in hand. Both are holding long staffs casting the blue beam together at Elt's Loga, and they are holding him in place, but barely. And Andy says, Get the staff! Uh, can I move to I... grab it? I want the staff. Yeah, I'd like to run to get the staff. I'm gonna grab the staff. Okay, who gets there first? Uh, I'm next to him because I was meleeing him, but what's the... Yeah, I, I, I think Dartle's probably closer. Valid. Um, so roll a strength check, Dartle. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I did not. What think you think this I was did. just gonna give it to you? Well, I mean, he's frozen. Couldn't it be like a dex check? <laughs> he's not gonna. He's not like just gonna give it away. Can he it be like an intelligence check? <laughs> no, strength just check. Really go. hard about the stats. There's four <laughs> of you if one of Thanks you fail. So just go. Ugh, the finale. I've got to use my just weakest. There we go, boys. We can't all get the final attack as a crit with our signature move, so that's, sorry about you. It's a solid natural <laughs> one, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't get it. Uh, who, are, who else wants to try? Uh, all right. That was me. I wanted to try. Okay, can Juilliard help her so we can oh, get like an advantage roll or something? Yeah, go, um, I mean, everyone can roll for it. It's like okay. you have multiple tries. Like That's a 14. 
Okay, yeah, you get it. You uh, you pull it out of his hand, and uh, you have it. And once you retrieve this staff from him, Andy and Arwen let go of the spell, and Eldsloga falls onto his knees. And Arwen click quickly conjures a magical binding on his hands, and uh, the grunts left in the room that are that are still fighting quickly see what has become of their master, and they all flee. And the guild members in the room all kind of breathe a sigh of relief and take a rest, and some of them start to chase after them. And um, Andy says to them, leave them. With no leader, they have no direction. And uh, uh, Andy and Arwen are kind of like heavily breathing, just trying to uh, catch their breath after that very powerful spell that they just cast. And Andy walks over to you, both of them walk over to you, and she says... Great job, you three. And I don't believe we've met, have we? She looks down at Nori, and uh, Nori just replies shyly, I'm Nori. And she says, you were slinging some pretty powerful stuff around just now. And uh, Nori blushes. Arwen comes up to you and he says, Now, the question is, what do we do with this one? And they all look down to this uh, pathetic fire genasi who just got beat up by the four of you. Um, hmm. That uh, seems like a you decision. He's not I, a combatant anymore. I refuse to take his life. That's true. That'd be dishonorable. Unless someone wants to like, <laughs> stick a sword in his hand and then we could behead him. <laughs> I, guess. I was just going to say Kitsu supports capital punishment. <laughs> okay. You know, neither Brennan nor Dartle does. So we're going to go Juilliard, in a different direction. Juilliard doesn't care what happens to him. He's just not going to be the one to swing the sword. Right. Um. Also, like, while I'm holding the staff, do I feel the power? Is it magical? Is it cursed and evil? Or is it just like, oh, this is a staff? It's just, it's basically just a staff. It's, um, he was kind of channeling the energy through his god, so, um, Got it. yeah, you, you obviously don't worship Bane, so. I can channel the energy through a different god, though. I don't figure it out. <laughs> um, I, well, this is tough because, you know, I have a lot of feelings about, like, the concept of a carceral system, although this isn't really an industrialized system as could exist in a hypothetical world, but I don't I do think he is incredibly dangerous and left to his own devices unless under specific supervision or there's a way that we can prevent him from practicing magic. I just really don't know what's a beneficial outcome that will prevent him from doing this again. So if we're gonna be honest, if, like, like Do you guys I have rehabilitation programs? Uh, Andy and Arwen just kind of look at each other and they're like, not currently. Should you guys develop them? Like, I feel like locking people away in a tower isn't really, you know, a great long-term solution. But, I mean, at the same time, we can't just, like, let him just go wander off because then he'll just start doing cult stuff again. Um, is there any way we could just keep him from practicing magic? That seems like, you know, break the connection with this god, get him some hobbies... Maybe really get to the root to why he wants to destroy the entire world. Like, why? What? Generally, people who are looking for power have been felt powerless their whole lives, you know? So, like, I feel like we could really just get to the root of why he's doing this, and maybe we can help him get closure and growth in a way that's beneficial for everyone. Juilliard's warming up to the idea of capital punishment. The war, the war Kitsa explains <laughs> what, <laughs> what her plans for rehabilitation for. Are. I. Let's just put him in guild custody for now. And uh, if 
he doesn't survive the trial. He doesn't survive the trial, but I'm not. Uh, Dartle was asleep for most of that. <laughs> um, Andy uh, looks at the three of you and she says, we can keep him in our custody for a while. And if we can figure out some sort of way to see if we can start some sort of rehabilitation program, then we'll see what we can do. Yeah. Uh, the real question is, is uh, do we s- smash this staff now or later? Because this thing shouldn't exist. If this thing is the way to channel a dark, powerful god that's going to destroy the universe, maybe we should just have it not exist. Yeah, I'm I'm super into that. I could probably channel some necrotic energy into it to make it explode, but eh, wait, actually, someone might get hurt that way. <laughs> yes, I... I want this draft, this staff destroyed, and the remains, whatever remains of it, locked away somewhere safe. Uh, is there a magma flow we could stick it in for a bit? I feel like we're uh, gonna need to magically damage it. Yeah, probably. Okay. Like we could probably get the staff, but like I don't think Turbulti. I think it would just do that thing where you put things in magma, or um, where it just hardens around it, and then you just have a crusty magma ball that once you <laughs> dig in, like a geode. Right. Okay. Uh. Okay. Well, I could just channel some necrotic energy into it then. Yeah. Try it. All right. I'm gonna my. Um. I guess I might have some time left on my vampiric touch, if uh, it's up to you. How much time has passed, Tana? Um. Yeah. No, uh. Go for it. Yeah. All right. So I got the last few seconds. I'm gonna grab the staff with my vampiric touch, and uh, all the evil energy that I didn't necessarily want, by the way. Uh, inside of me that I could muster. I'm going to just throw it through my vampiric touch um, from all the power I inherited from that necromancer uh, 400 years ago and uh, just channel it in there and see if I could explode it, just see if I could kill it, basically. Yeah, so what happens is um, the staff, it looked almost like a living thing before, but now... The, uh, the bright gold uh, strands on it start to dull a little bit, and the black wood starts to gray up. And that familiar white glow that you see at the, on the gem at the top of this, it kind of just, it goes out. It doesn't go out completely. There is still a tiny little speck, but from what you can tell, this thing is, its life has basically been sapped out of it. Awesome. So, um, can I break break it over it, my knee? Oh, you can try, but it, it might be tough for a little gnome like you to snap it over your knee. Now it's just like five <laughs> times your height. <laughs> that's that's very true. All right, here we go, boys. A, if you want, yes, roll strength. Uh, that is a sixteen. Yeah, you snap it in half. It is still, it's still sort of connected. The, the, the wires that are intertwining with it, it's still connected, but it's like in two pieces, if that makes sense. Um, so it's not completely separated from each other, but it is, uh, it's, it seems useless right now. All right. Um, yes, I'll have to do for now. All right. Uh, yes, we can, uh, store that somewhere safe, uh, in the basement or whatever, somewhere that we can figure out. But for now, I think it is time to head home. And uh, Andy and Arwen pull out an apple. Uh, I guess Juilliard does too. And uh, the everyone in the guild also 
pulls out their apples or their apple pieces or whatever, and Nori kind of chirps up, and he's like, I, I don't, I don't have one of those. I can, can I break cut off mine part of half? mine for him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nori, yeah, I gave you an apple earlier. Apple you never pieces. used it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you didn't tell me what I was going to do. I didn't. No, okay, that's no. fair. <laughs> we really didn't. What I just realized that. adventurer reveals yeah, his didn't. powers to the enemy. I mean, people who take the time to explain in full detail in the view of their mortal enemies what their powers are are, are completely useless. Well, maybe I would have followed we your really instructions did. if I would have known what it was going to do. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you, you just handed this kid an apple. <laughs> fine, fine. The apple will teleport you to the guild base. There, are you happy? Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, people start to take bites out of their apples, and uh, Andy and Arwen do so as well. I mean, um, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm going um, to crunch mine for sure. For sure, Z's. Yeah. So you all uh, crunch on your apple pieces or full apples or whatever, and you leave this magma cavern empty, and you flash back home. Everyone... Uh, is outside by this tree and people start to begin filing in kind of noisily talking about their feats of combat and you all walk in together and uh, you go inside and you're greeted with the familiar sights and sounds of your home. Everyone stays inside the commons patting each other on the back for a good fight and tending to those who are wounded and for the first time since you've joined this guild you are all together in this space. You are unified as one team. And Andy and Arwen file in behind you. And Andy immediately steps into the middle of the room. And she says, First things first, I just want to say how immensely proud I am of every single one of you. You came together to, de- to defend life as we know it. And you performed spectacularly. Well done, all of you, truly. And there is a few moments of applause from, from everyone in the room. And she continues on and she says, but I especially want to thank a special group of three individuals. And she turns to the three of you and she says, standing up to Eld's Loga and that damned cult, yet defying the odds, that was truly brave. Team Fulmhun at Dawn, you saved my life. And even more truthfully, you saved us all. And the room explodes with applause. Everyone whoops and hollers and cheers for the three of you because they are truly thankful for what you did. And she continues on. Now, everyone, tend to the wounded. Take a load off and we will regroup in an hour. She walks over to the four of you and she says, Thank you all again. Truly, you should get some rest. I think we can manage without you for a little while. And Nori kind of peeks out from behind Juilliard, and he's like, uh, what about me? And Andy smiles, and she says, we can have a room made up for you in no time. Would you like to stay the night? And he just lights up. He says, would I? Yes, yes, I would. And uh, she she laughs, and she continues, "Uh, have a relaxing night, all of you. You deserve a long break. All right, Juilliard then uh, files into the the medical treatment line because he's sitting at a fat 12 HP and he needs some serious (laughs) medical attention, a few stitches, some aloe vera for his burns. Yeah, he needs needs some work. Does the guild have, like, anyone who knows sending? I feel like we should tell Nori's parents that he's not dead. 
I can I can look into that, but it, it might be safest to have him stay the night here, and maybe we'll we'll find someone to take him home in the morning. Okay, that's cool. You know, make sure everyone's taken care of. Uh, and she says, um, Dartle, I I'd like to meet with you in my office tomorrow morning. Uh, okay. I can. Uh, Dartle's like. His hair is still singed from the fight. He looks kind of tired. He doesn't think too much of it. And uh, she nods and she says, good night, all of you. So all of you head up to bed after you have been treated for your wounds. You are, of course, completely exhausted. Your quarters have never felt so comfortable before. You are all out as soon as you hit your pillows and you fall into dreamless sleeps. And soon, perhaps too soon... It is the next morning, and Dartle, you're awake, and you are heading downstairs. And meekly, you you knock on Andy's office door, and from the inside, you hear her say, Ah, come in. Yes, Dartle, have a seat. All right, I am going to walk in and, and have a seat. Okay, so you, you sit in front of her, and she... Looks kind of nervous. She's kind of like fidgeting with stuff on her desk. And uh, after a second, she finally says, I understand that you have chosen to relinquish your duties here at the Guild of the Three Heroines. Am I correct? It comes a time in every gnome's life where he turns 490 and needs to, needs to retire. I, I see. This is... Quite a big decision. Is there any anything particular, any particular reason you've you've chosen this path? You know, I I grew up fighting, and then I accidentally missed my whole life, and and then I spent the last year or so fighting some more. And um, I'd like I only have you know a handful of years left, and. I'd like to do something else for a bit, you know, before before I uh, before my time on this planet is over. Um, there's a there's a farm I've been looking at with some of my uh, guild salary <laughs> saved up. I think I might retire there and find some small measure of peace. Tartle, you've been such a massive help to us here, and I can speak for everyone when I say we're very sad to see you go. But before you leave, is there anything of yours that we can keep just to remember you by? Uh, absolutely. Um, first off, uh, make sure Nori keeps that cloak. Yes, of course. That, that is his. Um, and then, uh, do you remember that knife I had with some of my, uh, that does necrotic damage now? Do you remember this? Your, your sword, correct? Yes, um, I'm going to hand that over. Um, it used to be my blade when I was a... Uh, used to do... Light used to spring from it. Um, it got a little corrupted in a, a long story we don't have time to tell. Um, but it's a good weapon. And uh, it's about time I say goodbye to the, the darkness inside of it. Um, with When used responsibly, it can be useful. Um... I, uh, let's see here. Am I forgetting anything? I think it's probably time that you told your teammates, yes? Oh. I was, uh, I was planning on leaving a note. 
<laughs> what <asshole>. you do. <laughs> Um, that that decision is up to you, but I I I think they would prefer to hear it from you. I see. Um, oh, um, yes. Well, well. I suppose this is goodbye between us, Andy. Yes. Thank you, Dartle. Good luck. Please uh, remember the world's most inconsistently voiced gnome uh, in your future. Um, <laughs> say hi to Clumpton for me. He's a good kid. <laughs> Of course. And, and uh, have a have a beautiful, beautiful uh, tenure in this guild. So, I'm gonna uh, go back up to the dorms. I'm gonna knock on both Juilliard and Kitz's doors. Uh, Juilliard answers right away. He just opens the door. Hey, Dartle. How's it going? Hey! Great. Uh, Kitz, are you there? Uh, Kitsa comes out a little slowly. She's pretty tired. Uh, good morning. Uh, morning. What's up? So, um, it's, it's about time I tell you guys. And I, I've got, like, a sack of stuff and my bedroll. And that's, and that's it. My, my sword's gone. Um, well, I'm retiring. That makes sense. You're, really? you're a little getting pretty old for this business, buddy. Where are you going to go? Um, there's a farm that I've been scoping out. I think I'm going to head there and um, farm something. I don't know what yet. And just you know, live out my, my years in peace. You're not going to try and fix it? You know, I'm not sure I, I can. But um, assuming it were fixable, I mean... Maybe this was, you know, my destiny. I, uh, sometimes, uh, when you get old enough, you realize this, what was meant to happen was meant to happen. And, um, I, even if I could fix it, I'm sure I could only go back maybe the, the, the 40 years I got in the cave. It'd still be 450, assuming that <laughs> I could even fix it. So, um, and I might die trying to fix it. It might take me 11 years to try and fix it, so... I, I think I just want to spend uh, the remainder of my life uh, living in peace, no more adventuring, no more trying to gain anything, but just enjoying the life I do have. Um, but before I leave, I have my gifts, of course, of parting. Um, to uh, Juilliard, I'm giving him a book. Uh, I stole this from the library. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's called Concussive Spells for Crotchety Old Men. Um, you really shouldn't steal from libraries, Startle. I, uh, they, uh, Andy gave it to me. Don't make me roll deception on that one. <laughs> uh, anyway. I see um, through it. I don't <laughs> say anything. I'll make sure to never return it. <laughs> that's so bad, guys. Um, but that's, it's a special gift I'm giving to you. Um, you can also, of course, have, um, uh, the rest of, uh, the rest of the gold I didn't need, which is 41 gold pieces. Oh, that's sweet. Don't yeah. you want this to start up your, like, farm business? Uh, I already already purchased it. Well, yeah, but, like, you know, like, you have to repair your equipment, buy, like, seeds and crops. You are you know, so right. He's t- he puts the gold back in his pocket. Yeah, um, I just, I don't, I don't feel, I, you know, friends don't have to, to, to give me money, you know. Yeah, it's you like, don't owe us anything, Dartle. Well, I'm trying to get rid of all my earthly possessions, to be honest. I, uh, I don't, it'd be better... 
use not buried uh, with me. Although I don't need all these weapons. I I mean I have magic and I don't. I'm not planning on using it much. So uh, would you like my lucky dart? Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, your lucky dart. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, if it's, if right, it's like a, a luck charm, you know, I can. Yep. There you go. Yeah, I'll, I'll treasure this always. I'll, I'll keep it in the book, so they're always together, right? It can be like Excellent. a lucky dart book. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, the Kitsa. Mm -hmm. Um, I I will miss you greatly. Um, I think that you and I are the unlikeliest of friends that ever did walk this earth. <laughs> um. You are uh, a half-elf that we can all be very, very proud of. Um, here is my best torch. Um, I just want to give you the torch. And uh, <laughs> on it is an engraving of uh, a very poorly. Like a, He did his best to engrave uh, a picture of you onto it. Aww. And then uh, Juilliard and I are, are uh, like off to the side like cheering you on in the picture. Again, it's he did his best. Um, so it's, it's a picture of you elders blasting while we will cheer you on. Um, it took a while to make. Um, and here is my wand. For me? Uh, absolutely. I don't know what you will do with it, um, but uh, it's uh, it's no longer it's no longer mine. I'm retiring. I don't know what to say. I don't even know how wands work. Yeah, me neither. That's why I never used it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, good Goodbye, all. Uh, Dartle's time is, is done, and uh, he, he loves you all very much. Kitsa, uh, like, leans over and scoops him up into a hug. Aww. Uh, Juilliard joins the, joins the hug. It's going to be a group hug. Yeah. And since he's so <laughs> tall and they're so small, he can, like, reach all the way around them. <laughs> Nori bursts into the room crying. He's crying his eyes out and he says goodbye Mr. Dartle. I'll never forget you. I wasn't eavesdropping on you. I'm sorry. Uh, he's, Dartle's right. going to to just wiggle himself free of the hug and go over to, to Nori. He's going to kneel down to his Nori's height. Um, hey, he's taller than you, dude. <laughs> I, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Anyway, uh, Dartle's like kneeling down, like talking to his shoelaces. Like, now oh, listen here, Nori. <laughs> oh, listen here, Nori. You are the greatest kid. Um, so for you, uh, this cloak of gray that is all yours, may it protect you. May it protect you well. Um, there is a weapon of um, great power. And with it comes great responsibility. <coughs> Cliches. And uh, I left it with Andy. When it is time, uh, ask to see if you can use it. Uh, okay. And, okay. Uh, remember, always keep your chin up. Always, always be on the lookout for adventure. And always help those in need. Okay, I will. Yeah. And remember, remember that story I told you about the... The boy in the, the mountain? The boy on the mountain. Yes. Well, so Darl's going to take out a, a little piece of animal skin he painted onto. It's a beautiful painting of a boy that looks like Nori uh, shooting ice spikes down the mountain <laughs> and drumming up storms. Um, he's gonna Darl had so it. much time for arts and crafts. I like, never knew right. about it. Whenever I said it was meditating instead of, instead of meditating instead of sleeping all that time, that's what he was doing. 
Um, you just had your little hands in your wizard <laughs> sleeves and you're just carving without looking. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it's this is for you, Nori. Um, uh, you're a very, very powerful young young man, and I hope that you use that power for good. I will. I promise. Well, goodbye, all. I'm uh, I got. I must go now. Dartle's gonna head his way out the guild. Farewell, Dartle. Goodbye. Dartle, you make your way through the guild one last time. You kind of walk through the halls just to kind of take it in and remember your time here. And uh, eventually you walk out the front doors. You wave to Ricky and Vicky. And you head off, making your way to your new farm. And behind you, the sun disappears over the cliffside. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.